Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries, where our vision is knowing God, loving people, and making disciples. We trust this week's message will be a blessing to your life. Enjoy the teaching ministry of KLM. Welcome. Welcome to Kingdom Living Ministries. Thank you for tuning in to us. We are here live from Perth Amboy, New Jersey. We're going to jump right into this word. Praise God for whom all blessing flows, right? We give God praise and glory for just being alive. Thank God we're in the land of the living, not only physically, but spiritually. We're among other believers. And so though we are not we're not meeting in person, we are meeting through way of streaming. And so we thank God for that. There's many ways in which we can get the word of God course, it is our desire that we meet together in person. There's nothing like the fellowship of the saints in person. So we're going to jump right into this. Today, we're going to talk about Lord, teach us how to pray. What a wonderful request that we should ask of the Lord, asking the Holy Spirit to teach us how to pray. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for this day. We thank you for that we, we are alive in Christ. Thank you so much for being so faithful to us. You are faithful to the very end. He that had begun a good work in us will complete it to the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, for loving on us. Thank you for brand new mercies. Thank you for giving us grace for the race and the task that are at hand. Thank you, Lord. We are so very grateful. We thank you for all the things that you're doing in our lives. Thank you for your your patience. Thank you for working patience in us. It's through faith and patience that we inherit the promises of God. And so, Father, as we dive into your word, we ask that you would anoint me afresh. I pray, Lord, speak through these lips of clay. Grant it to me supernatural divine utterance that I may boldly make known the mysteries of the gospel. Grant unto your people the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, that the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened, that they may know what is the hope of your calling and what are the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints. What is the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe? We thank you, Father. We thank you for this. Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. As we dive into the word of God, give us our daily bread. Give us the word for today, the word that will be imparted into us that we may live a victorious Christian life representing you every moment of the day. We give your name, glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. We're going to talk about prayer today. We're in our season of fasting, 40 days of fasting with two days on and two days off. Hope you're enjoying this time. If you messed up, get back up and go at it again. Thank God for his mercy. Now, that's not an excuse to, to just mess up every day. <laughs> oh, I messed up. Let me start again tomorrow. But get back, focus, and let's go for it. Prayer is something that is throughout the word from Genesis to Revelation. You, you see prayer mentioned even from the beginning you see Adam and Eve communicating with Father God. And so we need to be people of prayer. God has called us pray to pray. We, 
uh, some will say there is a special calling for prayer. I would want to submit to you this morning that we're all called to pray. We're all called to intercede. We're all called to supplicate. We're all called to commune with Father God. There might be times that you have a little bit more grace than others to pray, but to kind of isolate, say, well, I'm called to prayer and I'm called to this and I'm called to that. I believe that that is for a Christian, we should be people of prayer and we should all sense the calling to prayer. I don't believe that there is a, a calling for to be an intercessor. You may be upset with that statement, but I believe we're all called to intercede. It's the, as Christians, we are called to intercede for the lost. For Christians, as Christians, we're called to supplicate. We're called to lift up people in prayer, pray in the spirit and pray with the understanding. So I don't believe that there is a spe special calling for a of prayer. I think all of us are called to prayer. And if we, as long as we have in our minds that certain people are called to pray, then your flesh will make sure you don't pray as much as you should. So I'm going to leave that at that. We're talking about Lord, teach us to pray. My text is Luke chapter 11, verses 1 through 4. Reading out of the ESV English Standard Version, it says, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. And he said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, give us this day, give us each day our daily bread, and forgive us of our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation. So this is Luke's version of what we consider the Lord's Prayer. It really isn't the Lord's Prayer. It's really more so the disciples' prayer. Jesus did not pray this for himself. One, he didn't need to ask for forgiveness for himself. So forgive us, uh, it says, forgive us of our sins. Jesus never sinned. So therefore, he didn't pray this prayer for himself, but he instructed the disciples to pray this prayer. The disciples came to Jesus asking him to teach them how to pray. The amazing thing about this passage is that they recognized that they needed to learn how to pray. One of the first steps in learning how to do something is to understand that you don't know how to do it. Some assume they know how to pray because they pray. There, there is more to prayer than some believe. And just because you pray doesn't mean that you are you have mastered the art of prayer. Prayer is an art. Prayer is a grace. Prayer is a spiritual discipline in which we are all called to do. Please don't allocate prayer to the prayer ministry. I know we have a prayer ministry here, but really everyone should be on doing everyone should be on the prayer ministry because that is something as Christians what we do. Prayer should be as easy or as Prayer to us, as prayer to Christians should be as water or air, air to people, to human, humanity, or water to a fish. We should breathe prayer. We should breathe in prayer. We should breathe out prayer. Everything about us. And we know from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 17, it says to pray without ceasing, to pray without stopping. Your existence you're no more, you're no greater than your prayer life. 
Let me say it again. You're, you are no greater than your prayer life. If the only time you pray is when you are in a public setting, then you really have no prayer life. <laughs> you should pray more privately than you do publicly. You should hallelujah, give God thanks and intercede and supplicate privately without anybody ever noticing it because prayer should be a private thing and it should be a collective thing, a corporate thing. Jesus says, when you enter into your closet to pray, which you should have pr private prayer time. Here we see the master praying and he finishes praying. Then the disciple says, wait a minute, teach us how to pray. Some people, when they pray, they pray, they are always decreeing and declaring. You know what I'm talking about. I decree and I declare. I decree and I declare. I, I have got, I have been guilty of just doing that. I'm going to say something to you. That within itself is not all prayer. I believe in the confession of the word of God. I believe in decreeing and declaring God's word over my situations. I believe in decreeing and declaring God's word over my sons. I believe in decreeing and declaring God's word over my wife, over my dog, over my house, over my cars, over my job, over my ministry. Come on. I, we believe in decreeing and declaring. But if all your prayer is you decreeing and declaring, you have not scratched the surface of prayer. Prayer should be more than decreeing and declaring. There is a time to declare and to decree, but there's some time to pray. And we're going to get into that. Some, when they pray, they're talking to the devil. Now I'm talking to some people now. Every time you pray, I bind this in the name of Jesus. I come against this in the name of Jesus. I come against the spirit of this and the spirit of that. Now, if most of your praying is you binding the devil and you're coming against this and you're pulling down that, you have not scratched the surface of prayer. We have no example. We have no example of Jesus or the apostles or the earlier church going around binding and loosening the devil. <laughs> in the way that some people do it today. I do believe in the power of binding and loosening. So don't, say, don't accuse me of not believing in that. But prayer is more than binding the devil, loosening angels or the things of God, and doing battle with the devil. There has to be more to prayer than that. If every time you pray, you're coming against something, you have little to no knowledge of prayer. Let that sink in a little bit. We have to grow up in prayer. Some of us are immature in prayer. We're immature. And most of us are only repeating what we've heard others do. We only repeat what we heard our pastor, myself, or someone else doing. And that's, that could be good if they're praying scripturally. I do believe in binding and loosening and coming against things that shouldn't be. But every time you pray, you should not be doing that. Another way in which people pray, they use the opportunity to pray to people 
or pray about people in front of people, instead of confronting them individually, they'll use that time to pray about it in front of that person. So I'll give you an example. If someone is gossiping, instead of going to that person and say, hey, brother, you're gossiping a little bit too much. <laughs> Let, let's, let's, let's start speaking life to people. Let's minister grace to people. And you go and you say, Father God, forgive those who are gossiping. Lord, have mercy on them. Instead of confronting the individual, you use prayer as an opportunity to preach to people in the name of prayer. So that's not prayer. That's not prayer. You, you, you are being a hypocrite when you do that. Instead of talking to the person, hey, honey, I think you need to stop doing this. Instead of praying about it in front of them, thinking that they'll get convicted. So we need to be careful of that. Another thing that people do in prayer is they use that opportunity to prophesy. They go around and the Lord is saying this, and the Lord is saying that, and thus says the Lord, and da 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 And the prayer meeting ended up being a prophesying meeting. Do we get words in prayer? Absolutely. Do we get unctions and promptings and leadership, the leadership? We recognize the leadership of the Spirit in prayer. You better believe it. Anytime you come in contact with God, it is so easy to get a word from God almost every time that you pray because you're in contact with God and God is speaking and you and God are communicating and you, there's communion, there's fellowship, there's some type of impartation. So you will, a, a lot of times when I'm in prayer, especially if I'm praying corporately, I get different things in prayer, but it's not always for me to share those things. And this is where self-discipline or temperance need to come in place. Just because God prompts you or gives you a download, it doesn't mean that you have to share it right then and there. Sometimes you need, you need to sit on that, that prophetic word. Sometimes you need to sit on it and pray through it and really let the Lord minister to you that prophetic word first before you go around ministering to everybody else. Am I saying that you should share if the Lord leads you and prompts you? Absolutely. Please do. Feel free to share. But if all you, if all your prayer time is prophesying, you have missed the point of prayer. There is a time to prophesy. There is a time to decree and declare and bind the devil. But most of the time in prayer, most of the time, it's not the time for that. It's time for simply to pray. Let's talk, let's, let's talk a little bit more about prayer. Lord, teach us how to pray. Some have have focused more on other things in prayer instead of the Lord. We need to be thinking about what we're saying. We need to pour our hearts into what we're saying. We need to direct our prayers to the Father. We need to think about these things as we're saying them. Let's not get so caught up that you're not thinking about what you're saying. Let's be intentional in prayer. If we are to pray, we need to pray. We must pray. Prayer is communion with the Father. Talk less to the devil in prayer and more to your heavenly Father. Let me say that again. Talk less to the devil in prayer and more to your heavenly Father. Stop. God the Father does not want to hear about the devil when you pray to him. 
Did you hear me? God does not want to hear about the devil when you pray to him. Learn how to commune with Father God. Learn how to fellowship with him. That is the highest level or the highest type of prayer that you can do is when you are communion, having sweet communion or sweet fellowship with Father God and with the Son and with the Holy Spirit. Learn to grow in prayer. Some are immature in prayer and they only stay in the level of decreeing and declaring and binding and loosening and coming against this and coming against that. Some people, all they ever do is prophesy in prayer, but learn to fellowship with him over his word. Learn to love on him. Learn to have a dialogue with him in prayer. I was tempted to to talk about praying with the Holy Spirit, titling this praying with the Holy Spirit. Perhaps that's next week. But Lord, teach us how to pray. Some actually get in a rut and never grow beyond that rut. They say the same words over and over and over again in prayer. They repeat themselves. And Jesus warns us about using repetition. Matthew 6, some actually believe for their much repetitions that God is going to hear them. I'm not trying to offend anybody, but there are some, are, they treat prayer like saying the rosary. It's good to pray some prayers over and over and over again. Lord, let your will be done. That's a good prayer to be to pray over and over again. Now, now that prayer is not for every situation, but that prayer is is needed. The praying of the praying the scriptures. You hear me pray Ephesians 1, 17 through 22 or 23 every single Sunday. I pray that over and over again. The, the, what we have to guard against is thinking because we pray that over and over again that we mean it, that we're thinking about what we're praying. Just because you pray scriptures, you need to think about what you're praying. You need to put your heart into what you're praying and you need to direct your prayers to the Father. Don't let your mind wander off into what you're going to do after you finish praying. But pray intentionally, pray pur pur purposefully, pray to the Father, pray with the, I, pray with the heart of fellowshipping with your Father. Lord, I, I come before you in Jesus' name. I, I want to spend time talking to you. Lord, I, 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 I'm having situations and I, I need your wisdom. Father, you know my heart. I've messed up. This is my fifth time messing up over the same situation. I need your wisdom. I need your guidance. You said in James 1 that if I ask you for wisdom, you won't withhold it from me. Holy Spirit, help me. Give me the strength to fulfill what the Father shows me in prayer. Let prayer be more than a ritual, more than a duty. Let it be a time of intimacy with the triune God, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Spend time loving on Jesus. Spend time talking to the Holy Spirit. Spend time talking and fellowshipping with Father God. Father, I love you. I just want to tell you how much I love you. Sometimes you can get a rut in a rut. 
Perhaps there are times that you talk to the Lord and you cry. Sometimes people get emotional. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm a big carnal right now. I'm thinking about the song, I Get Emotional by Whitney Houston. <laughs> uh, it has nothing to do with the sermon. I just felt like saying that. <laughs> but you get emotional when you talk to Father God. You, there might be times that you cry and you, you're weeping before the Lord. And th those are precious times when you're weeping before him. But don't get in a rut that every time you pray, you cry. Or every time you pray, you don't cry. Some of, some of us haven't cried in years when we prayed. We just treat prayer with familiarity. We're just familiar with prayer. Oh, I'm just praying. Yeah, I'm just talking to God. God is not, Minister Angel said this the other day, God is not your homeboy. So don't treat him with such disrespect. I'm talking to him like I talk to my friends. I know that people have said that, but that's not what the Bible tells us. The Bible never tells us to talk to God as our friend, yet he is, a, yet he is our friend. There's a, there's, a, there's a person that sticks closer than a brother. There's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Jesus is our friend. I'm not taking away. Jesus says, if you do what I say, you are my friends. I'm not taking, taking away that the, fri uh, the friendship of God. We see Abraham, James, the book of James calls Abraham the friend of God. And we know that Abraham talked to God, but it's more than talking to a friend. See, when I talk to a friend, I may talk to them as an equal, as a respect and honor, but I don't ever talk to, I don't want to put God down on the level of a friend. I want to approach him as king because he's king. You don't come before the king any kind of way, but you come with honor. You come with respect. Sometimes you come bowing down. Even if you're not physically bowed down, you need to be spiritually bowed down before him. You come with the utmost respect. God deserves that. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving. So you come with some thanksgiving. Come with, don't just come with your complaints. I'm not telling you, you can't, that you, you should withhold your complaints to the Lord. But if all you ever do is complain in prayer, you have accomplished nothing. Let me say that again. If all you do is come to God with complaints, you have accomplished nothing in prayer. Prayer must be something that your whole being must be involved in. Spirit, soul, and body. What scripture do you have, Pastor Dwayne? First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23, it says, I pray that your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So come to God with your entire being. Pour your entire heart into what you're saying to Father God. Love on Jesus like you've never loved on him in prayer. Fellowship with the Holy Spirit like you've never fellowship. I'm challenging you to come up in prayer. Some of us have been in a low level and we have not grown in the grace of prayer. God wants us to grow in the grace of prayer. You don't need to be in the same place next month as you are right now in prayer. Your prayers, you should be growing. And what, what do you mean? What does that look like? I'm glad you're asking. To grow in prayer is to become more aware of God. To, to develop a, a greater fear of God, 
to, to a greater respect and honor, to understand how to approach his throne more proficiently, to to pray at a level of a greater level of intimacy. That is, it's not that he's just so far away, but that he is close to me as the next breath that I breathe. We need to grow in this grace of prayer. The disciples recognized their need to learn how to pray. The more I pray, the more I realize I don't know how to pray. Let me say this again. After being 26 years of ministry, the more I pray, the more I realize I don't know how to pray. If you would stay in that vein of humility, you can grow in the grace of prayer. Don't ever think that you have arrived in the spiritual disciplines of the Bible. Realize it, that there's so much more to grow in. Learn how to pray. So this, this, this sermon, Lord, teach us how to pray. Teach us how to pray. If we, if we are honest, we need some help in prayer. <laughs> I need to learn how to pray more. I don't know about you, but I do. Lord, teach us how to pray. If you haven't been on the prayer calls, you need to jump on it every day, 15 minutes. I purposely didn't make it longer than that. 15 minutes, Monday through Saturday morning, 6.45 to 7. Go to the website, kingdomlivingnj.org forward slash fast. Learn, get the links, learn how to pray those prayers, jump on it. We, we, we're going through the Lord's Prayer. The first week we focused on our Father who are in heaven, hallowed be your name. And we focused on God being our Father. We went through several scriptures dealing with the fatherhood of God. What a wonderful experience. I grew in prayer just during that time, understanding how he is our Father. And the word Father means he's my source. He's where I get my identity. We were rejoicing in the fact that our names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. We were rejoicing in the fact that our spirit cries out, Abba, Father. He's God to the world, but he's Father to the Christian. And then we focused on his name being hallowed. I think on the last night, the last day, we, we focused on how majestic is his name in all the earth. What a profound, that's Psalm 8. What a profound way to pray to the Father. Oh, Lord, our Lord. That's, that's Psalm 8. Oh, Lord, the psalmist is saying, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Sometimes we use the word oh as a filler. Some of our prayers are filled. We, we use words to, to fill in space. Let's be intentional. Why did the psalmist say, oh, Lord? Oh, Lord, like, oh, Lord, like, oh, you're so, you're so awesome. Like, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in wonder of who you are. Oh, Lord. How majestic, thinking about the word majestic, what is something that is majestic? What, what, what does that mean to me in 2021? So as I was praying that, I was thinking about that. How majestic is your name in all the earth? And we start praying for his name to be known throughout the earth, every corner of the earth. The second week, which was this past week, we prayed for your kingdom to come your will to be done. At one point, we start praying for the coming of the Lord. I believe this was Wednesday night. We start praying for the coming of the Lord. We use uh, Revelation 22. 
where John says, you know, Lord Jesus, come quickly. Jesus said, I am coming soon. That's what he said in Revelation 22. He says, I'm coming soon. And, and the apostle John responded by saying, Lord Jesus. You know, first he says, amen. The word amen means so let it be. So Jesus says, I'm coming soon. And then John responded, amen, or so let it be. And then he turns around, and he says, come quickly, Lord Jesus. You and I need to pray for the return of Christ. And so that particular night, we start crying out for the Lord to return. Come, come quickly, Jesus. Jesus, come quickly. Father God, send your son quickly on the earth. I don't know if you have ever prayed for the return of Christ. We are so caught up in our dreams, the American dreams, or our vision, or what we got to do in life, or I want to see my grandkids, I want to see my great-grandkids, I want to be a millionaire, I want this, I want that. There's something greater than that, and that's the return of Christ. What if your dreams never take place? Are you okay with that, that Jesus will come back before you fulfill your dreams, or before you fulfill your calling? Are you, are you satisfied with that? My desire for the Lord to come is greater than for my dreams or my calling or my mandate to be fulfilled. My, my, my prayer for the Lord to come is greater for my desire for the lost to be saved. And that sounds kind of crazy, but my desire for Jesus to come is greater than anything that this world could ever accomplish give to me or accomplish. I can care less about being famous, popular. I can care less about having, you know, my names written in the history books. My desire is for the Lord to come. And as a Christian, that should be your desire. That's our blessed hope. It's like the Lord says, would you want to see me face to face? Or do you want to see your life prosperous? Of course, we're going to choose seeing him face to face. That is a greater reward than anything that on this side of heaven that could ever desire. And so this, we prayed this prayer. There's a prayer that we prayed in, in, in the Psalms and it, it actually says, who in heaven do we have besides you? And who on earth do we desire more than you? And that, as we were praying, your kingdom come, your will be done. We were crying out for the will of God. We were crying out for the kingdom, the kingdoms of this world to become the kingdom of our Lord in his Christ. That's a revelation too. So we were praying the word. We were praying for his return. I don't know too many people who are praying for the return of Christ personally that I've heard of. But we need to pray. We need to change our mindset. Eternity is much more important than our little life here on earth. We have maybe 120 years on the earth. I have maybe 173 years on the earth, 72 after this year. That time is going to go by quickly. And so as we begin to pray these things, that's what took place. And next week we're praying, give us, this, give us our daily bread. And we'll jump into that. So make sure you're on those prayer calls Monday through Saturday, 15 minutes, and then Wednesday night, and Friday night, we're praying for an hour from 7.30 to 8.30. And then Sunday morning, we're praying from 9 to 9.30. I'm pulling the plug in because you need to learn how to pray. And one of the best ways to learn how to pray is corporate prayer. 
and corporate. There are many things that take place when we pray. And sometimes we even go over. On Saturday, Saturday was the only day that I didn't make prayer. And they had a glorious time, I heard. And they ended up praying for an hour. I'm telling you, there's something to this corporate prayer. Let's jump back to the text. So Jesus is, now Jesus was praying in a certain place. And when he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray as John taught his disciples. Jesus, the question that comes to my mind is, why did, what prompted this one disciple to ask the Lord to teach him how to pray? This is what, what I saw. It's Jesus had just finished praying. There was something in Jesus' prayer time that it made them want to learn how to pray. They were in there and they were hearing Jesus praying and it struck the question inside of them, Lord, teach us how to pray. Prayer is caught before, many times more so than taught. Prayer is caught. You get the spirit of prayer on you, your whole life will change. I'll never forget my mom used to take me to all night prayer me meetings where we would sit and they, the, the, mainly was women. They had the pillows and they would have their knees on the pillows and they would be on the chair or the bench and they would pray all night, praying for the city that we were living in, praying for God to raise up godly churches and ministries to, for the city to be saved. Prayer is caught more so than it's taught. Learn how to perceive the spirit of prayer. Getting around people who know something about prayer. Now you got some people, they're, they're drama. They're drama. They're very dramatic in prayer. We don't want to be like that. That's for sure. Because I'm sure if they were by themselves, they weren't, they're not acting all crazy. People, some people act, they lose their minds. And it's not a good sense. They, they are being very um, emotional and they want to put a performance on to make you think they're more spiritual than you are. You want to you see a spiritual person? I'm going to tell you a spiritual person. A spiritual person is not a person who prays all the time and speaks in tongues every opportunity they have. A spiritual person is a person that obeys God. Do what they need to do. Uh, it's a spiritual person is somebody who goes to work. <laughs> And pay their bills on time and walk with God and honor God by coming to church or coming online and and loving their spouse and loving their children and, and living righteously. That's a spiritual person. A spiritual people are not those who shake and quake in prayer. And I'm not saying that you won't have encounters of such, but we need to grow up. Let's mature. Stop looking at a person who looks like they're praying all the time. If a person is putting on and they, they, they make it seem like they're spiritual in prayer, I promise you, 10 out of 10, they are not a person of prayer. Because when you are a person of prayer, you don't have to put on for anyone when you pray publicly. It could be as simple as just saying his name, Jesus. You don't have to put on to make people think that you're spiritual. Stop, stop playing with God. Stop playing prayer. A lot of these people are not, God is so far from them. There is no anointing. It's just emotionalism. 
And you and I are called to grow up in prayer and mature in the things of prayer, learning, relying on God. People who think they have the, all the ABCs of prayer, they, they don't. Because the more you pray, the more you realize you don't know how to pray. So these disciples, they saw Jesus pray. They heard him pray. And they, it prompted them to ask, Lord, teach us how to pray. If you get on these calls, you'll learn how to pray. I have been saved since I was four, speaking in tongues since I was six. And I'm telling you, I heard, I learned some things these last two weeks in these corporate prayer times that I, I've, that I grew. I grew in my prayer time. So make it your business. Prayer isn't just a solo thing, but it's a collective thing. There's something, there's something that, there's some things you can't accomplish by yourself in prayer. Some people are so prideful, oh, I'm just going to pray by myself. You're being disobedient because we're called to pray with one another. There's scriptures, plenty of scriptures that deal with praying with one another. And we're not meeting in person, but you need to get on the prayer call, learn how to pray. We should have 50, 60 people on the prayer call every day. It's 15 minutes. Now, granted, everybody can't get on. Maybe their things happen. Maybe they have to go to work or something. But make it, making your business. Some people will say, well, I'm just going to pray myself. Well, that lets me know that you don't know how to pray because the Spirit of God will lead you to a corporate body. Some people complain about 15 minutes. I could have said an hour every day, which would not have been a bad idea. <laughs> but I, I chose to do 15. So learn how to honor the Lord and says, you know what? I, my pastor asked me to get on to pray. I'm going to get on. So make a decision to get on the prayer call this week. There's some, there's some things you cannot accomplish by you praying by yourself. You got to learn how to pray corporate. Corporate prayer will shape your private prayer time. Corporate prayer was, was shaped the way you pray privately. And John the Baptist taught his disciples to pray. Jesus gives them instructions on how to pray. Again, some call this the Lord's Prayer, but it's really the disciples' prayer. Jesus did not pray this himself, but he taught them how to pray. He says, Father, so he directed their prayers. <laughs> he says, you direct your prayers to the God the Father. Don't direct your prayers to me. Don't direct your prayers to the Holy Spirit. And you better not direct your prayers to the mother, my mother, or some saint. But you direct your prayers to Father God. We're not to pray to other people. Did you hear me? Did you hear me? We're to pray to God the Father. Jesus taught us how to pray. He says, our Father. <laughs> I love that. He included himself. God the Father is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Paul even used this in Ephesians 1, 17. He says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory. So learn to pray, direct your prayers to Father God. It's, it's okay for you. To, you better worship Jesus. You better worship the Holy Spirit and talk to the Holy Spirit and talk to Jesus. But your prayers are to be directed to the Father. God, our Father. Or he says it like this in um, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. He says, for this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and on earth is named after. We're named after the Father. The Father is, is where we get our identity. There's power in understanding 
understanding God as your father. Oh, doesn't it sound so good to say father God? Father, he's not mother God. I, I do bind that in Jesus' name. He's not mother God. He's not universe. He's father God. Abba, father. It, it's, it's as easy or it's, it, it's as natural for us to call him Abba, father. Your spirit cries, Abba, father. You, you and I have received the spirit of adoption or the spirit of Christ, whereby we cry, Abba, Abba, Father. Daddy God, Father, I come before you. There's nothing like it in all the universe. And there is no other religion that relates to their deity as Father. He's Father God. And one scripture, which I often <laughs> have, have challenged it in my mind, he says, call no man Father. <laughs> That's what Jesus said. <laughs> but God, the Father. I, I don't believe that he, he's telling you, little kids not to call their father, hey, that's my father, you know. But what, what he's saying that the highest respect and honor goes to Father God. He's not Mother God, he's Father God. And you, are, you address him. And this is what Jesus is teaching his disciples. We're talking about, Lord, teach us how to pray. So as a pastor, as an under-shepherd, I'm, I'm instructing you to pray to the Father. How, father, Father. Matthew says, our Father. Luke says, Father. Father God. And then he goes on, he says, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. Holy be your name. Let your name be set apart. Let me not use your name in vain. You don't say, God, damn. Don't do that. Don't, 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 because you're saying that God is damning that person or damning that situation. Learn to speak well of his name. Father, your name is higher than any other name. The name of your son, every knee should bow. And he tells us in Matthew 28, baptizing in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Father God, let your name be hallowed in our church. One of the scriptures, I believe Minister Frank prayed this, it's out of Thessalonians. He says, I pray that the name of Jesus be glorified in you. Let's go over there. I believe it's 2 Thessalonians chapter 1. We'll come back to Luke 1. I pray that you're getting something out of it. I, I can't see your comments, and I know I'm taking my time and teaching, but I, I, I'm here on a mission to help you in your prayer time. 2 Thessalonians Chapter 1, verse 11 and 12 says this. To this end, we always pray for you that, that our God may make you worthy of his calling and may fulfill every resolve for good, every work of faith by his power, so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. So Paul is praying, one of the elements of this prayer, that the name of Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God in the Lord Jesus Christ. So we need to speak well of his name. Hallowed be your name. Let your name be hallowed. Oh, Father, we thank you that the name of the Lord 
is a strong tower and the righteous run into it and they are safe. Let your name, and when we speak of his name, we speak of the name of the Father. We speak of the name of Jesus and we speak of the name of the Holy Spirit. Let your name be hallowed. Oh, let your name be glorified. How majestic is your name. Oh, Lord, I worship your name. God in his name are one. Jesus in his name are one. So when you speak well of his name, you're speaking well of him. You're no better than your name. Did you hear that? You're no better than your name. Is your name good? Your name needs to be good. Good on your taxes, good in, on your, your credit report, good. Your name, your reputation needs to be good. When people think of you, they should think of, of, of someone who's a godly person. The name of God is good because God is good. <laughs> Amen. All right, I got caught up in that. Go back to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. And he says, um, your kingdom come. Spend time praying for the kingdom of God, the dominion of God. And we know that it's going to be in full manifestation at the return of Christ. And then he says, give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our sins that we also may forgive us of our, uh, forgive us of our sins. Or we, for, we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And we see that forgiveness is a major key in receiving answer, answers to prayer. Mark eleven twenty five 25 says, when you stand praying, forgive. So forgiveness is a very much part of the Christian life. You and I have been forgiven, therefore we should forgive. So you can hold grudges against people if God holds grudges against you. But if God forgives you, you need to forgive everyone else. Unforgiveness will stop the flow of the will of God in your life. Unforgiveness will stop you from growing in grace. Unforgiveness, let go of that thing that was done to you five years ago, two years ago, or five minutes ago. Learn to forgive, release people. If they, even if they never ask for forgiveness or come to you and apologize, learn to forgive everyone. Because forgiveness will open you up to the portals of heaven and God can pour out his blessing upon you. But when you, when you are not forgiving, forgive, right? You, your hand is closed up, your spirit is closed up, and God is not able to forgive you because you won't even allow him to. So learn to forgive. And then the last part of this, he says, lead us not into temptation. Pray for the leadership and the guidance of the guidance of the Lord. This prayer is, is just it's is just one type of prayer. It isn't something that you need to pray all the time. The Lord was giving them a template or an example of how to pray. And the word of God is our template and the spirit of God is our guide and our teacher. He wants us to he wants us to learn how to pray. If you will listen to the Holy Spirit, he will lead you into victory in prayer. Prayer is designed by God for his people to communicate with him. I said this earlier. The highest type of praying you can do is fellowshipping with Father God. We need to learn how to pray. 
I'm going to stop there. I have another 45 minutes to an hour of teaching about this. But I want to encourage you to grow in the grace of prayer. Grow in this grace. Learn how to pray and rely on God. You should pray. Lord, teach us how to pray. Lord, teach us how to articulate words that gets your attention. And he will. He will teach you how to be irresistible to Father God. He will lead you into victories in prayer. Well, we'll talk next week. We're going to talk about praying with the Holy Spirit, praying with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to go into the different types of prayer as you're as you're consecrating yourself throughout this week. Remember to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, teach us how to pray and he'll lead you. He'll guide you. He'll direct you. Learn to become a prayer, learning how to be a person of prayer. All of us should be prayer warriors. All of us should grow in the grace of prayer. Sometimes we illuminate or highlight a specific ministry as if only certain people are called to pray. I believe that the whole body of Christ is called to pray on a level that we sometimes like to allocate other people to. Let's begin to grow in this grace of prayer, learning how to pray. Get your Bible and you can, you can write your prayers out. It's just as powerful as if you did it right on the spot. It doesn't always have to be spontaneously, but you can you could type up your prayers and then pray. You can journal your prayers. God is a God who answers the prayers of the heart. There, there are many different ways in which to pray, but we need to be consistent with the scriptures. We, how does the disciples pray? How does how, how do the disciples pray? And how, how, how did the master pray? Let's begin to observe these things throughout the scriptures. I pray you got something from today. Remember to always be teachable when it comes to prayer. Don't talk less about the devil when you're talking to the Father. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Father God, if we come boldly before your throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace in the time of need. Thank you for this opportunity to minister your word to your people. I pray that you would make them aware of their deficiency in prayer, that they may begin to rely on your spirit. Lord, teach us how to pray. In Jesus' name. That concludes this week's message, and thank you very much for listening. For more information about Kingdom Living Ministries, please call us at 732-324-2200 or visit our website at kingdomlivingnj.org. Also, you can write to us by mail at P.O. Box 519, Rancocas, New Jersey, 08073. And lastly, if you would like to partner with this ministry through your prayers or financial support, Contact us via email at partners at kingdomlivingnj.org. Our prayer is that this message has encouraged you to live out the kingdom of God daily in your life by your obedience to His Word. God bless you.